0: This sermon is titled, Faith Speaks. Be enriched as you listen.
1: The last couple of Sundays we've been uh, focusing on one theme, which is speaking. The words we speak, we spoke about the power of the tongue two Sundays ago. Last Sunday, Pastor Nancy Ramya spoke about, uh, shared with us about the power of the spoken word, the power that's there when we speak God's word. And today in this last message in this, on, on this theme, I want to talk to us about the fact that faith speaks. Faith speaks. Now, we must understand what God has given to us, what God has revealed to us in the Word of God on how to Cause our faith in God to bear on life's situations. We all say we have faith in God. I believe God. I believe he's my provider. I believe he's my healer. I believe he's my deliverer. I believe he's my victory. I believe he's my protector and so on and so forth. We we have faith in God. It's very good. But faith is not just a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling inside of you. Because if your faith doesn't bear on your life situation, it doesn't cause something to change, it doesn't alter situations, it doesn't affect the challenges we are going through, then what purpose does it serve? But the good thing is this, that in God's Word, God has shown to us very clearly what we need to do in order to have our faith, the faith that we carry inside of us, to bring to bear on the situations of life, what we face in life. He's shown us very clearly what to do. And then, of course, there are practical things, but we are zeroing in on one aspect, and that is, One of the ways that you and I are going to use our faith, that you and I are going to exercise our faith, that is, cause our faith to affect something in our world, is by speaking our faith. You've got to speak your faith. And who else to go to than the Lord Jesus Himself? Go to Jesus and see what He practiced and what He taught on how to exercise faith. In God. What did Jesus practice? What did He demonstrate? What did He teach us on how to cause our faith to make things happen, to effect change, to bear upon the situations of life? Because we are going to face mountains, we're going to face storms, we're going to face adversities. There are times the enemy comes against us. How can we use our faith to counter these things, overcome these things, change these things? How do we exercise our faith? And so, let me just look at some examples in the life and teaching of Jesus. How did Jesus practice? And what did he teach about faith? But I'm just going to highlight a few things. There's a lot that you and I can do as we go through the four Gospels. But we're just going to zero in on a few things. The first thing, I want to highlight is that we see Jesus speaking to disease. Luke chapter 4, verses 38 and 39. It says, Now he arose from the synagogue, he entered Simon's house, but Simon's wife's mother was sick with a high fever, and they made requests of him concerning her. Verse 39. So he stood beside her and rebuked the fever and it left her. And immediately she arose and served them. So what did Jesus do? He rebuked the fever. He spoke to it. I don't know what exact words he used, but I can imagine maybe he said something like fever go, fever leave. He rebuked it. Now, if you did go to a hospital to meet a doctor, you're not expecting the doctor to stand by your bedside and say, sickness come out. That's not what the doctor is gonna do. He's probably gonna look at, you know, listen to your thing, do his diagnosis, write a prescription, or send you, send you for some tests, that's okay. That's what the doctors do. But understand that there's a duality to our existence. There is the natural, there is the spiritual. So you and I are actually operating in two realms. We are operating in the natural realm, in which case we have um, learning and understanding in medicine and science and all, which we can use, use it. But we are also operating in the spiritual realm. That's the second realm to this duality. Two realms. And in the spiritual realm, you and I have faith in God. God's our healer. Now, how can we bring that faith in God to bear on a situation where we are facing sickness and disease? Yes? Do what we have in the natural, but also add to it this dimension of the spiritual. You speak to the sickness, speak to the disease. He rebuked the fever. He spoke to it and you'll find Jesus in the gospels he speaks to blind eyes deaf ears dumb mouths he speaks to the lame he speaks to sickness he speaks to disease and you and I can do the same thing speak to it in the name of Jesus speak words we also find Jesus speaking to demons of course not politely but he's rebuking them Matthew chapter 17, verses 18 to 21. Again, we're only picking, you know, one or two instances. Here was a situation where a father, his child, young boy was suicidal. Trying to destroy his own life by jumping into the fire or into the water. He's suicidal, self-destructive from an early age. Attempting to destroy his own life. Now, we are not saying that every person who is suicidal has a spirit, but understand that there are demonic spirits that are causing problems, causing fear, depression, feeling suicidal tendencies, and all kinds of problems. And this was one example where this, this boy was self destructive. So the father brings him, and what does Jesus do? Verse 18. And Jesus rebuked the demon. He spoke to the demon. He spoke to that spirit. He rebuked the demon and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then The disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, For as surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. So Jesus dealt with this demon. The disciples came and said, know, Lord, why couldn't we get that out? And he said, because of your unbelief. Or it's a matter of faith. Faith is what you needed to deal with this situation. Faith. And he said, if you have faith, then you speak to the mountain. You can tell the mountain to move. You can speak to the demon. Tell the demon to leave. Speak to disease. Tell it to leave. It will obey you. Nothing. Notice what the end of verse 20. Nothing will be impossible for you. If you have faith. He said, nothing will be impossible for you. And then he said prayer and fasting is going to help us bring us into that place of faith, to deal with the doubt and deal with the unbelief. Notice Jesus never prayed or fasted at that moment. He didn't say, Father, you know, give me three days, I'll come back. He didn't do that because he was already in a place of faith, right? So prayer and fasting helps us. So you'll do that as part of your regular life to stay in a place of faith. So when the, the demand comes, you're ready to meet that demand. Faith. And how, once again, what was he telling his disciples? If you have faith, you speak to the mountain. Speak to it. They were actually dealing with demons. And he's giving an example. You you speak to it. So demons have to be spoken to from a heart of faith. Speak to it. Examples. Sometimes you can be tormented by fear. Fear comes to your mind. Afraid of this and afraid of that. Afraid of the future. Afraid of what will happen. Afraid of your financial situation. All kinds of fears come. Now these thoughts of fear, the Bible refers to a spirit of fear. So what do you do? Say, in the name of Jesus, I reject that spirit of fear. Spirit of fear, you have no place in me. God has not given me a spirit of fear. But a power and of love and of a sound mind. Speak that. Speak your faith. Speak to the mountain. Sometimes if you find suddenly there's a lot of confusion being caused. And you say, Lord, what's causing this confusion? Is is it some wrong action? Or is it just confusion being caused by some demonic activity? You take care of that. You say, in the name of Jesus, I command the spirits causing confusion to leave. I bind your work. I cast you out. Speak that way. Because Jesus did it. He taught us to do that. You as a believer can do it. Are you with me? Are you listening? So Jesus spoke to demons. And he taught his disciples. You do the same thing. Nothing will be impossible for you. We also find Jesus speaking to natural elements, things in in this world. We find him speaking to storms. Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along, along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Notice what Jesus did. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, What did he do? Rebuked the wind. He's speaking to winds. And said to the sea, He's speaking to the waves, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Verse 40. But he said to them, That is, he he's saying to his disciples, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? So he turns around to his disciples and says, Where is your faith? How is it you don't have any faith? Implying that you could have handled this with your faith. That's the implication. What did Jesus do? He spoke to the winds. He spoke to the waves. What can we learn when there are storms, when there are winds, there are waves? One of the ways we exercise our faith is by speaking to the winds and the waves. Now, you and I may not necessarily be in a boat. (laughs) I The storms you and I face may be different. Maybe it's a storm in the office. Maybe it's a storm at home in the family. Maybe it's some other storm that you have to face. But whatever the storm is, the lesson we take away from this passage is speak to it. Use your faith in God. Speak to the storm. In the name of Jesus, I, I command this confusion to stop. I command this disruption to cease. I command, you know, uh, uh, this, this, this evil thing, this evil news or gossip that's being spread about me. I command it to stop. I declare it will have no effect on me. Whatever. You know, whatever the situation is. Speak that way. Speak to your winds. Speak to your waves. Whatever those may be. I think not only did Jesus practice this, but he really wanted to teach his disciples this principle, this dynamic of how your faith in God can bear on life situations. He wanted to teach them that. So one day, he actually set up a teachable moment. You read about this in Mark chapter 11. We'll pick up in verse 12. Now the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. So think about this. Jesus is going down the road from Bethany. He's hungry. Now, many times when you're hungry, you're also very angry. <laughs> so he comes to this tree, hoping to find some figs. Got no figs. And incidentally, it was not the time for the tree to happen. No fault of the tree. Now he was hungry. Now he could have gone... Passed on, but he does something very unusual. He speaks to the tree and he curses it. Now, obviously, the obvious question you and I will ask is, Lord, why did he do that? I mean, just, just move on. I mean, there's no figs, just move on. Why are you speaking to it? And my thought is, it's, it doesn't tell us in Scripture, so I'm just making it up. My thought, my assumption is maybe he wanted to use this moment as a teachable moment. Yes, he was hungry. Yes, he didn't find any figs. But he said, there's something I, w- I would like to teach my disciples. Let me demonstrate it. Let me set it up. So he speaks to the fig tree. No fruit from you forever. Gone. Disciples heard it. Okay? Okay? They went, what happens? Verse 20, verse 20. Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Now incidentally, the fig tree didn't dry up instantaneously. It didn't happen right then. And you don't find Jesus walking around the fig tree. Are you, are you drying up? <laughs> He spoke to it, he went on. Next morning, they're seeing it's dried up. What he said has happened. And Peter, verse 21, and Peter remembering said to him, Rabbi, look, the victory which you cursed has withered away. Now, the lesson. Verse 22. So Jesus answered and said to them. How? Faith in God. For assuredly I say to you. Whoever says to this mountain. Be removed. Be cast into the sea. And does not doubt in his heart. But believes that those things he says will be done. He will have Whatever he said. So, what was the whole purpose of this? Jesus cursing the victory. I want to teach you, disciples, something. I want to teach you about having faith in God. So, so Peter. And all the other disciples, Lord, 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 the fig tree you cursed is gone. And I can just imagine, and probably you can join me too in your wild imagination. All of them gathered around the fig tree. So sorry for you, fig tree. You're gone. It's all gone. Jesus says, guys, come here. I want to teach you something. It's not about the fig tree. I want to teach you something. What do I want to teach you? I want to teach you about having faith in God. Have faith in God. Don't worry about the fig tree because you know, he never even mentioned the fig tree again. Leave it aside. I want to talk to you about having faith in God. Have faith in God. But then your faith in God has to be released here on earth. It has to be exercised here on earth. It has to be brought to bear on something you're facing. And this is how you do it. Verse 23. Whoever, that means anybody can do this. Whoever says to the mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. And does not doubt in his heart. So that's you got faith in God. Doesn't doubt in his heart. But believes that what he says will come to pass. You continue believing that what you are saying will come to pass. His guarantee is you will have what you say. See, the problem with us, and I'm not saying problem, maybe it's just our approach, is that we say we have faith in God. I have faith in God. Very good. But how are you going to make that faith in God bear upon your mountain? How are you going to make your faith in God deal with the circumstance, with the storms, with the winds, with demons, with disease? How are you going to cause your faith in God to deal with those things? Here's what he said. Speak. Your faith. Speak to that situation. Speak to the disease. Speak to the demon. Speak to the mountain. Speak to the wind. Speak to the waves. Speak it. So, well, how long should I speak? Until the mountain moves. It's a mountain. You're there. I'm here. One of us are going to move. I can tell you, I'm not moving. You're going to move. I'm going to stand here, I'm going to keep my faith in God, and I'm going to keep speaking to you until you move. Because Jesus said, you speak to the mountain, don't doubt in your heart, but you believe that what you say will come to pass, you will have what you said. You will have it. Maybe storms raging, the wind and the waves, we're making a lot of noise, one of us are going to keep quiet, and it's not going to be me. I'm going to keep speaking until the wind, until the waves subside. Because Jesus said, If you believe in your heart, you say, it, You will have what you say. Don't doubt in your heart, you will have what you say. So, the challenge for you and me is to practice this, to apply it, do it. And I can tell you, and I'm not just preaching a message, I'm not preaching a sermon, I can tell you, and I can go back the last 40 years of my life and I can tell you incident after incident after incident in different scenarios where I've taken these words and then applied them. And I can tell you, it may sometimes the battle may be long, Sometimes a battle may be hard and you're wondering, when is this mountain ever going to move? But I can tell you, I've seen God's word come to pass. So that's why I'm preaching it today. Not because we have to do a sermon, because I want you to learn what Jesus taught us. This is how you exercise your faith in God. You speak to your mountain. You speak to the wind. You speak to the storm. You speak to the spirits of darkness. You speak to the disease. Command it. And you stand your ground. Don't let go. Don't doubt in your heart. Because God's word is truth. Amen. Nobody wants to say an amen. Okay. <laughs> Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. That means our faith comes from Him. Our faith is perfected by Him. He's the author, the originator, the source of our faith. It comes from Him. He's also the finisher, the perfecter, the completer of our faith. Our faith comes from Him. Hebrews 12, tell, 1 and 2 tells us that he is the author and finisher of our faith. Hebrews 12, verse 2. Which means, if I want to use the faith that I have, I have to follow Jesus. Because he's the author. He's the finisher. Follow his example. Follow how he practiced it. So, Pastor, I don't like the speaking business. It's okay. You don't want to follow Jesus? Who do you want to follow? I don't like this commanding business. No. <laughs> well, Jesus did it. He rebuked the sickness. He rebuked the winds. He rebuked the waves. He is the author and finisher of faith. Follow him. Imitate Jesus. Be like him. You and I can't be so sophisticated that we don't want to imitate Jesus. Get rid of that sophistication. Become like a child. Follow Jesus imitate his example do what he said to do bible faith works the same way today as it did in bible times pastor we are in the postmodern world like don't tell us to do all these ancient things what do you mean ancient things times have changed but those principles have not changed Faith in God works the same way today as it did then. Because God hasn't changed and His Word hasn't changed. So just do it the way Jesus said it. Yeah, He said it 2,000 years ago, but faith in God has not changed. To do it the way Jesus taught us to do it. Our intellectualism cannot replace faith in God. It's good to be intellectual, stimulate your mind, learn some things, it's very good. But that's not going to be a substitute for childlike faith in God. Have that faith in God. Speak your faith and say, God, because you said in your word, I stand on it, it'll come to pass. Verse team, please come. I'm going to close with this verse. Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. The Apostle Paul said this. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. What Paul is saying is this. He's saying, you know, those people in the old, we have the same spirit of faith. Same spirit, Bible faith. How they believed God, how David believed God, how Daniel believed God, how all those people believed God. We have the same spirit of faith. And what does that same spirit of faith cause us to do? We believe and therefore we speak. I believed and I've spoken. We believe and we speak. So faith in God, one of the ways, I'm not saying the only way, but one of the ways we can see clearly in Scripture is Your faith in God is released, it's exercised as you speak your faith. And you don't change it. This is what the word says. You can imagine David, he's running to face Goliath. What's he speaking? Saying, Goliath, today God will give you into my hands. He's speaking his faith. He believed, therefore he spoke. And all the others, they spoke. So you and I must do the same thing. You believe in God, speak your faith. My God is my healer. My God is my provider. My God is my protector. You believe, speak it. The Lord is the strength of my life. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Speak your faith. Say what you believe about God. Jesus taught us to do that. So if you are facing some mountain in your life, start speaking to it. It's a mountain. Is it a mountain of debt? Financial problem, confusion in the family. I don't know what it is. You speak to the mountain. Tell it to move. Is it disease? Speak to it. Is it things that demons are causing? Confusion and oppression. Speak to the works of demons. Tell them, stop it. No place here. No residence here. Is it storms and winds? Speak to the storms. Speak to the winds. Let them subside. But you need to arise up and speak your faith in your life. Amen? Let's rise to our feet, please. As we worship together, I want to just encourage you As you stand before God, you say, Lord, I speak to such and such a thing. Whatever is in your life, you know, all of us are going through different things in our lives, different challenges, different mountains, storms, winds, whatever you're going through, you speak to it. Sometimes speak into your future. So maybe everything is great right now, wonderful. But what do you want in the future? Speak and declare, Lord, I thank you. That your plan, your purpose for my life is fulfilled. That such and such doors are opened up for my life. That you create, you bring such and such opportunities for me. You speak into your future. Declare what God has promised in his word or put into your heart for your own life. Declare those things. As we worship, I want to encourage all of us, speak your faith in God.
0: Walking around these walls I thought by now they'd fall But you have never failed me yet. Waiting for change to come Knowing the For you have never failed me yet. Your promise still stands Great, Great is your faithfulness let yeah.
1: Thank you, God. Even as I just speak with the power of the Holy Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus and in the authority that God's given to us, I want you to come into agreement and say, yes, God, I receive. And I speak the same thing. Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, I I stand here to speak over your people. In the name of Jesus, I speak against sickness and disease, every infirmity, and I command it to leave in the mighty name of Jesus. Let every disorder in the body be made whole. Abnormal conditions in the body be made whole in the name of Jesus. Things that are there as birth defects, I command healing now. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Let all things be well in your body. In the name of Jesus. And I thank you for your miracle working power even now as we come into agreement to receive healing. Because we command disease and infirmity to leave. Satan, I take authority over you. I take authority over spirits of fear, depression, confusion, anxiety. Foul spirits, I command you to leave in the name of Jesus. Let the people of God have peace and freedom in their minds. Their emotions. We speak of our financial situations. We declare that our God supplies for all our needs according to his riches in glory. That God makes all grace abound towards us. That we always having all sufficiency in all things, we are bound to every good work. Declare the Lord is our shepherd. We will not be in want. So I declare every financial need to be met And the abundant supply of God To flow into your life We declare favor in the workplaces Where there is confusion and evil speaking And backbiting and gossiping We command it to cease, And we command the favor of God The goodwill Peace and good understanding to come in Where promotion has been withheld, we release promotion because promotion comes from the Lord. Receive and increase, receive promotion. We declare that over your life in the name of Jesus. Speak peace and good understanding in the family, in the home, and relationships. There will be, there'll be good understanding. There will be peace and harmony in the homes, the family relationships. Because God said, my people will live in peaceful homes in secure dwellings in quiet resting places. Father, we speak. We thank you that you establish your word in the lives of your people. Thank you, you make it good. Even as we stand in agreement with your words. Thank you, Lord. Before we close this morning, we want to give an invitation to anyone here to receive Jesus into your life. The greatest thing that you can do Is to open up your life and say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord, be my Savior. The Bible tells us in Revelation 3 verse 20, Jesus is speaking. He says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and I'll live with them. I'll fellowship with them. So Jesus wants to come into your life. When he comes in, he makes you a child of God. He gives you eternal life. And he's the one who can forgive all our sins and, and, and bring us into the family of God. Now, you may, maybe you have a Christian name. Maybe you've gone to church for many years. But, if, but you need to personally receive Jesus. You need to receive him personally. Nobody else can do it for you. Mom and dad can't do it for you. You've got to do it for yourself. And if you've never received Jesus into your life, you've never said, Jesus, come in, live in me, be my God, be my Savior. If you've never done that, and this morning you feel in your heart you'd like to do do this, I'm going to lead us in a simple prayer. And if you've never done this before, just pray this with me, please. Just say this with me, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive my sins make me a child of God and help me to follow you and you alone the rest of my life. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed this simple prayer with me for the very first time in your life, we want to celebrate with you. We also want to give you a little gift bag that has some free resources, so if you prayed this prayer with me for the very first time. I just want to see your hands. If you don't mind, could you just wave your hand at me? If you're here this morning, you prayed this prayer with me for the very first time, is anyone here? Just wave your hand at me. Anyone? I see one here. One. Anyone else? Just wave your hand. Anyone else? You prayed this prayer with me for the very first time? I see one hand here, anyone else at the back? Just just wave your hand. We want to make sure we get this bag to you. Anyone else? Okay. So with this bag, there's a little contact information. There's a card there. If you just write your name and number, give it back to the greeters. We will call you from the church office. We'll tell you how to use the resources that are in this bag. Anyone else? If you pray this prayer, please make sure you take the bag and also write your name and number. Hand it back so that we can inform you on how to make this journey of faith we're going to close in prayer to speak the benediction and if you need prayer pastors those of our pastors life group leaders please make yourself available and those who need prayer you can come to any one of us and we'll be happy to pray with you this morning let's close the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god our heavenly father and the sweet fellowship of his holy spirit be with each of us always in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes, and books, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, visit
0: apcbiblecollege.org. Do remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the Apple or Google Play Store.